Welcome to Passports and Pizza, a podcast about everything by two carb-loving, carry-on-only gals. I'm Laura, a traveler and teacher with an appetite for adventure. And I'm Sarah, an artist and food blogger who travels mainly for the food. Join us as we dive into anything and everything that's on our plates and on our minds. We've got (laughs) a lot on our mind this week. (laughs) We sure do. And we're joining you virtually. Yeah. We fully intended on being in person, but things have happened. Things have happened. It's been a week. Things have happened. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It has certainly been a week. And we will save, I'll save mine for my salty, but. I yeah. mean, do you want to share your <laughs> situation right now, Sarah? <laughs> yeah, because uh, my life has been so pleasant that this is not even my salty. But yeah, right. I'm at home with bad cramps um, immediately after recovering from a stomach virus. So that's been fun. Double whammy. Yeah. At least they didn't fully overlap. I'm thankful yeah. for that. So. But it was was like, I could still, I could still come. I could still come. No big deal. And I'm like, no offense, but like, I'm not trying to have a stomach bug before Christmas. So (laughs) we can zoom. Yeah. It's also just been really crazy here. Like, I feel like with everything that's going on, my house is just like a mess. I never know what I'm going to cook for dinner. It's just like one of those things where it's just been chaos. Oh yeah. So I guess I'll just go right into my salty suite. Yeah. Um, Do it. Let's take it away. Let's just go. Okay. So I'll start with my salty, which I'm just going to put it out there. A car hit my house. (laughs) You heard that right. A car hit my house. That's the first reason we had to reschedule this recording. You know. It's always fun to get a phone call in the middle of the day from your podcast partner who's like, hey, can't record tonight. A car crashed into my house. (laughs) Yeah, I know. You were like the second person I called because I was like, I have to cancel everything. So, okay. The story goes, last week, last Thursday, um, normal day, Sarah's supposed to come over to podcast at my house and... I get a, um, I normally keep my phone on me in case of an emergency, but I always get spam calls and they always are like blocked. And this time it's just like ringing and ringing and ringing. So I know it's somebody that I know and I'm like, oh my gosh, what's going on? I'm in, I'm in the middle of teaching and I look at my phone and I never do that. And it's my elderly neighbor who is the sweetest lady, but like hardly knows how to use her cell phone. (laughs) Um, and she's left me a voicemail. I listen to the voicemail. And I'm doing this in class. The kids are dead silent. And she goes, hey, Laura, um, everything's okay. Um, but a car ran into your house. You might want to come home as soon as you can. Okay. And I'm like, I call the secretary completely flustered. I'm thinking there's a car in my living room. Yeah. My cat has escaped. He's dead. Oh, no, like, Vinny. That, that's exactly where my brain went. Oh, my God. Like, screw the house. I'm yeah. like, where's my cat? So, anyway. <laughs> I didn't even think so, about Vinny. <laughs> I know. Well, more on that in a second. So, anyway, I'm freaking out. I am, like, worst case scenarios are, like, just rolling through my head. Mm-hmm. And I call the secretary, and I'm like, I'm so sorry. I know we're short-staffed. I know we don't have any subs, but I have to get out of here. Like, And she's like, what's going on? And I said, a car hit my house. And all the kids... Like their heads just like swivel 180 and they're like, what? (laughs) And I'm like, I know. So my, my principal is covering my class, which is like, I haven't seen my principal in like days because it's just been chaos. 
I'm not prepared to like have a sub cover my class. It's just like, I just leave. I just leave everything there and I just go. Yeah. So I arrive and thankfully it's not as bad as what it sounded like. Um, a, a big SUV hit my front porch, knocking three out of the four posts out of our front porch, which is causing, which caused the roof to start sagging over our front porch. All of our like shrubbery out front is like gone. It's just like wiped out. Apparently, well, everyone's okay as far as I know, but apparently, um, some guy like they T-boned and we don't live like super, super close to an intersection. We're not like right at the corner or anything. So the guy, they, uh, they're assuming he might've gone unconscious and his foot hit the gas pedal and he went airborne, hit our, <gasps> yeah, hit airborne? our airborne, <gasps> took out all of our bushes, took out our front porch, <gasps> everything but one post. And, um, and then like went barreling through to the next house next to us, avoided their tree in their house and ended up in the field past my neighbor's house. That's how fast he was going. And the crazy thing, it, it wasn't that guy's fault. It was the other car who mm-hmm. came out into the intersection. Oh my gosh. So I arrive and the police have cleaned up most of it. The guys in the hospital and thank God the police officer is there to like run down everything with me because otherwise I just would have gotten a police report and have no idea what had happened. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how to read a police report. So needless to say, um, it's been chaos ever since. Yeah. Like, we've never had to do like a home insurance thing like this. Have emergency repairs come out. So We put annoying. the wrong type of claim down. Like, how am I supposed to know what type of claim I'm supposed to do? Right. So... And now it's like, we have to send photos and estimates from contractors and blah, 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 blah. So all day Friday, the next day, we took the day off to just deal with insurance companies and contractors coming out. And we did get a lot done, but it is so stressful. And like, Mm -hmm. no one gives you a guidebook on what to do in this sort of thing. Right. It's been very stressful. And for example, like, I thought we were pretty much done and like... Basically, they're going to do this investigation, let us know how much money they're going to send to us, and we'll get cracking. But (laughs) it's actually more like email exchanges where these people are like, I can't open these JPEGs. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? (laughs) Like, So now I'm dealing with emails of just like, I can't open this file. Like, why can't I open this file? I'm like, it's a PDF. I don't know, like, this type of, like, ridiculousness where I'm just, like, I don't have, I don't have the bandwidth to deal with just, like, emailing back and forth insurance companies anymore. Not to mention it's just, like, the holidays. Mm -hmm. So it's just, like, like, I haven't even finished Christmas shopping for people. So that has been my salty. The good news is everyone's okay. My house will be fine. It's yeah. definitely repairable. I'm glad it, it was, was feet away from actually hitting our house. We got yeah. so lucky. Yeah, I'm glad it was Vinny's just okay. <laughs> Poor little bit. I know. He was probably scared. I'm thinking he sits on that blue chair that's in my <gasps> library room oh, and yeah. that was the one that was the one area where the car didn't hit and I'm just like oh, oh. someone's watching out for me. Yeah. Like, He's a guardian angel. So that is my salty. What's your um, sweet? <laughs> my sweet is okay. So my sweet is this past Sunday I um taught my first like pasta making class with my aunts. Oh. And it was super fun. You we had like a pasta them? making party. 
Yeah. I didn't know that. uh, Yeah. So it's kind of weird. Like my my mom's side of the family like loves being Italian, but because our Italian like real ancestry is coming from a man, he doesn't know like recipes and like they would only get real Italian food when visiting like their aunts and like grandparents and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And those recipes didn't really like pass on to them the way that I wish it would have. (laughs) So they've had great Italian food, but they just like never knew how to make it. So there used to be a time when we used to do like Feast of Seven Fishes and like the whole like Christmas food blowout was Italian. Since my like aunts and, um, you know, great grandparents have passed on and sort of you know, fall into the wayside. So I was like, this year we're making like homemade like pasta. We're going to make homemade lasagna. We're going to do filled noodles. We're like going to do it up. So my aunts like were super infatuated with this idea of like gathering all the women together and making pasta. And I was like, absolutely female spaces and carbohydrates. This is my, this is my jam. Like, So it was super fun. My aunts like all chipped in and we like made two enormous like trays of lasagna. I taught them how to do like filled pasta and it was like so cozy and it was a break from all the craziness and it was just so much fun. And I feel like it's going to be a family tradition and I feel like they left like with more memories and like they were taking so many photos and it was just like, Mm -hmm. The first, like, event we've had as a family that didn't feel like weird COVID world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was just really, really nice. So, yeah, my, cool. my suite is a pasta party that I was able to host and sort of lead. So my mom's side of the family is just, like, chaotic good. Just mm-hmm. ridiculous energy. Yeah. All, all the way through. But it was so much fun. And I just think it'll be something, like we'll do every year. So that was, that was a total suite of my life. I love that. That sounds so Yeah, it was great. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, uh, uh, moving on to my salty. Um, I had a, I had a few to choose from, but the one that I will tell our dear listeners about is that I have now experienced another breakup in my life. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, oh, Sarah. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing okay. I'm obviously sad. Um, it's one of those situations where we both care about each other a lot, but ultimately we just weren't 100% the right people for each other. So mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's like it was the right choice for both of us, but it doesn't mean it's not a bummer and it's not sad. So, of course. Um, Yeah, and I'm just dealing with, like, all of the feelings of being someone who is single and divorced at 32 and a half years old, and, like, what that means to process all of that, like, all over again. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, that sucks. Um, He and I are still friends. We still talk, and so... Because, obviously, I don't choose to date people that I wouldn't want in my life, (laughs) you know? So it's like, you know, I've been very fortunate that my breakups have been, um, pretty good. (laughs) It's like my therapist, my therapist said I have like the nicest breakups. (laughs) You really 
do. I mean, yeah, they still suck. But yeah, it still sucks. But I'm glad yeah. that of the three people in my life who I've actually called like my boyfriend. Um, at this point, yeah. I'm still friends with all of them, and so you know we'll see how this one plays out with time because it was a much shorter length of time of knowing each other Mm -hmm. when the breakup happened compared to my other two. So, um, yeah. Uh, right. So that's an update. RIP my love life once again. (laughs) Whenever a friend is like going through a breakup, when I think to myself, like, I can't do anything to make you feel Mm -hmm. any better. Like that's the worst feeling. And I wish there was something I could just do for you to just like, thanks make you feel better. It's just situation. Cause you're such a wonderful person. And like, I think no matter what the circumstances are, it's hard. Yeah. Like it's so hard. It and like, you're incredibly mature. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's okay. I, um, I didn't think I was going to cry saying this, but, um, I don't know. It just sucks. Um, yeah, I think what, like, um, what like really is hard for me about it is, being someone who like ultimately wants a partner and kids or a kid, if I'm lucky in my life and being this age as a woman, it just like that clock is ticking and, um, yeah, it just feels like really heavy sometimes. Yeah. Of Um, course it does. This just got very real. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm sure, like, it's just so many people can relate to this, and that's why, like, I like to talk about it with my friends and in therapy. And it just, um, it's just a lot. And we have a lot of friends who are, like, dealing with infertility and stuff, and, like, it's just scary. And then, like, the freaking economy. It is. I mean, <laughs> like... I mean, we just we just can't talk about the state of the world because, like, know, it's just it's awful. Just so, it's just so much. There's, there seems to be a lot of doom and gloom surrounding <laughs> it. I just... I don't yeah. know. I just... I'm so sorry. Like, I just... <sighs> it's just not fair because you're just, like, the best person and, like... Ugh, you thanks. deserve to find somebody who's just like so awesome. Yeah. And you will find somebody who's so yeah. awesome. I'm so sorry. But the like, good thing is like every time this happens, um, I just get such a clearer picture of what I'm actually looking for, which is great. Um, that's true. That's really yeah. what like this whole dating business is all about. Right. But then like <laughs> the, uh, double-edged sword of that is that I just get more picky every time. <laughs> well, right. Cause you're like, I'm not wasting exactly. my time. I know like, what I want. Listen, I know what I yeah. want. So if you're not that goodbye. Um, exactly. But then that makes yeah. the pool so much like <laughs> as if the smaller. pool isn't small enough, you know? <laughs> right. Like I could uh, lower my standards Sarah, how do we and get it you, still like, be small. How do we get you like a rich, like, plastic surgeon oh, yeah. doctor who can just you and like, my mom should talk she wants me just, to to marry like a doctor uh, which honestly anyone with good health insurance like you get bumped up in the list I know, right like, away <laughs> like 
Sign me I up. just want you to marry some like rich, <laughs> rich like man who can just like fly you off and just like make you be a stay-at-home girlfriend. <laughs> That's what I want for you. <laughs> and you can just pay for your health yeah. insurance and eye surgeries yeah, and <laughs> well oh speaking of eye surgeries, um is that your suite? I'm That's so sorry. Okay. Um, this is like whiplash, but my suite is that I'm getting LASIK surgery, Hell. which, assuming all goes to plan, um, this episode airs the day before I get it. So when you guys hear this, yeah, please send good vibes and thoughts. Um, cause a couple days before the actual surgery, which only takes like 10 minutes, I have this like three hour pre-op appointment where they like do all the measurements and whatnot. So like the computer or whatever knows exactly what it's doing to my eye. Yeah. But yeah, so there's like a small chance that something could pop up in this pre-op to say that I can't get it done. But that the chances of that are extremely rare. Yeah, I was gonna so, say. Um, yeah, I, I think I should be fine. But yeah, so I get surgery on a Thursday, and then I'll be off of work on a Friday and back to work on a Monday. Crazy. And I'm just gonna spend the weekend at my parents' house. So I'll probably be wearing be wearing those goggles. <laughs> and and the thing is. The first weekend as I'm recovering, I think my vision might be like a little blurry, but honestly, for me, it's probably going to just seem great. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) yeah. And the lady said with my eyes being as bad as they are, that I, I will like walk out of the operating room and be like, I can see. Wow. That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. So I'm stoked. Like it hasn't even fully sunk in yet. Like I, it's, it's crazy. Oh that yeah. I might be able to just see. Like without any help. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sending you all the good vibes. I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, but that's super exciting. <sighs> oh, I hope so. Yeah. And the other great thing is like, it's a bit of a price tag, but I'm able to put it on this health care credit card thing. So I'll have two years to pay it off at 0% interest, which is amazing. And it's not like this thing where it's like, well, it'll probably cost this much and you'll find out when you get the bill. Like, no, it's a flat fee. Here's what it will cost. It includes all of your follow-up appointments and any future touch-ups like for your lifetime. So like say, you know, in 10 years or something, my prescription maybe has altered a little bit. I can just go and get this whole thing done again. No cost. And just have them little zip, zip, zip tweak to my eyeballs and maybe take like another long weekend off of work and recover again. But like, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm not spending money on glasses or contacts. Like, it's, yeah, yeah. So, I know. That's awesome. I know. I'm like, why didn't I do this, like, five years ago? Or longer? I mean, assuming it goes well. But, but then it should. that's it. It should. It yeah, should. not a fine. big deal. So that's super I'm cool. I'm very excited. Or doctor's Thank appointments. You. Like, yeah. 2022, 
What a world. the year that they are seized. The year of 2022 vision. What? Yes. Speaking of 2022, this episode is about our New Year's resolutions. So we're going to reflect on 2021. (laughs) We're going to talk about um, horoscopes. Oh, yeah. And we're going to share our 2022 resolutions with everybody, which I think is going to be really fun. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get into it. Okay. 2021 resolutions. Let's just like reflect on 2021 and what we set out to do. (laughs) Yeah. Let's see how well we followed our resolutions for the year. I have to say I'm pleasantly surprised with myself. Like I felt like when I made this list, I, I was trying to keep things simple, but it was actually a lot. So I said, I wanted to cook my way through Italy, Mm -hmm. which I did. I did my whole 20 regions thing. Totally. Take a writing course. I actually did take a writing course. I took it in September on just like freelance writing. So I took a course on like freelance writing business. I guess you can count that as a writing course. Sure. Why not? Um, And it's great. I would recommend it. It's called The Freelancer's Guide to the Galaxy. And I discovered her name's Colleen Welsh. And she is awesome. Discovered her through TikTok. So Mm. holla TikTok. Um, and then manage a blog schedule through June. I kind of did that. I was sharing very consistent content for a bit. Happy with myself there. And then the last one was travel in some capacity. And generally, I think I did okay. Yeah. Like, I... You, you traveled? Know, I did travel in some capacity. You went to Hawaii. Yeah, I went to Hawaii. I know. It's you, just like... You did nothing but travel all summer. I know. You're right. You're right. You're right. So I, I, yeah. I did it. I did it. I did the I think that's like a 10 okay. out of 10. I know, but like, I, I really didn't think I was going to do all of it. But you did. Somehow. I yeah. did it. Somehow. That's good. Don't know. All right. What was your, what were your resolutions for okay. last year? Or um, this year? So stick with the budgeting, which I think I could have done better, especially at the end of the year. Um, but I did pretty well. And as it 2021 was my first full year living on my own in the house and mm-hmm. doing all figuring, that stuff. Yeah, figuring it out. Yeah. Um, so overall, I think I did well. Like, I'm not in credit card debt or anything like that. Like, I'm fine. Um, so I could have done better, but I did not fail. Um, take care of myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you did. <laughs> I'm doing my best. Um, I, I think though that I have kept that top of mind all year because I've had to just, you know, going to therapy, uh, working out, um, I started taking Zoloft. That was a huge way of taking care of myself this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I did okay with that. For sure. Um, I mean, we survived. Definitely, I survived. I'm alive. Right. <laughs> so, okay. We'll you call that you a win. bought yourself some and, nice things along the way. Like, come on. Yeah. And then uh, my gratitude slash journaling practice 
Uh, I did not keep up with like the journal aspect for terribly long because it was feeling um, like less helpful for mm-hmm. me. But the gratitude practice I have, like, aside from a handful of days, I think I did my gratitude journal before bed, which is where I write down at least three things that I'm, like, grateful for from the day or, like, things that made me happy or whatever, brought me joy. Yeah. yeah. So, I think Paula, we both did pretty, did pretty well. good. Did pretty good. Um, so, yeah. I thought we could maybe do a more of slash less of for 2022. So, like... For example, I want to do more journaling before bed and less scrolling on TikTok. So I mm, think I'm going to mm-hmm. set an alarm. These are just like little things I want to keep in mind. They're not necessarily like resolutions, but they're just like things I want to yeah. just do more of or include less of. So putting my phone down mm-hmm. and journaling more. I also said more hosting dinner parties and like less going out to eat. I'm just like ready to just host and just you know, yeah. have friends over and make good food and less like, you know, ordering food and just being like, oh, maybe next weekend or whatever. Um, I know more sober nights slash being more intentional about drinking and less drinking as a social norm. Yeah. So like you and I have talked about this a lot, but mm-hmm. I like, I'm not necessarily trying to go sober in 2022, but in general, I think that like I have felt much more anxiety and like post party depression the last year yeah. than, or maybe I've always felt it, but I'm just more aware of it this year. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or I'm processing yeah. it more. Um, so I almost yeah. always, whenever I drink at like a party, have that like anxiety the next day. And mm-hmm. I think just in general, like just being more mindful about the way that I drink. If I want to have a drink, like have it be one really good drink that I actually want and not like yep. just drinking out of habit, I guess, or drinking as like yeah. everyone's drinking wine. I'll have some wine. It's like, but I don't really want wine. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, oh yeah. Like I've been dealing with this for about two years now and especially this year, like I'm practically sober right now um, because it's gotten so bad for me that, like, I um, will have one drink and then later that night before bed, as the drink has worn off, I get extremely anxious. And, and like, I'm at the point now where alcohol is straight up, like, not appealing to me because I'm associating it with those feelings. So... I have to be really careful. Yeah. I don't want to feel that way every single time I have a cocktail. Like I want to be able to enjoy a cocktail and not feel worried about like how I'm going to feel. But Mm -hmm. I think just because we've had more time to like, like we just, we're not in the social swing of things. Like we're getting back into the rhythm of like hanging out with friends and having parties and stuff like that. I just feel as I've grown, grown older, I want to be less like of the person who just likes drinks to drink because that's what everybody's doing because I feel so Mm -hmm. awful the next day. So yeah. Yeah. So just like choosing if I'm going to be drinking at a party, just like making sure I have like one or two really good drinks and then just like stopping. Cause like that's enough. (laughs) Like That's enough. Unless I'm like really trying to turn up for something like a concert or like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
So well, the last time that I got really turned up, I had the worst hangover in my life. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's like another, that that's was, a whole different thing. Like that was a really special occasion. <laughs> right. Yeah. Some things are definitely oh, worth man. it, but I just don't want like not every social gathering has to be like such a like, I don't know. I just want to be more mindful. About yeah. It. What are your, yeah, more I actually, um, well, I was just going to say one more thing about the drinking that like, um, uh, so we're recording this a few days before Christmas and I, my parents have actually gotten me non-alcoholic sparkling cider for yeah. the Christmas Eve party because I was telling them how, like, I don't think I'm even going to drink at the party because I don't want to be depressed and anxious for Christmas. Right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, that might be nice to just have. I was like, yeah, why don't you just get me some sparkling cider so I can, like, feel like I'm drinking something fun, but it's not going to make me feel like crap. I want to try, it's called, I, th- I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right because I've only seen an advertisement. It's called Gia. It's oh, like, yeah, I've seen that too. It's like low, yeah. low alcohol um, digestives, I guess. Yeah, I think they're completely non-alcoholic. Yeah, but they look really good. Like, yeah, I'm sold. I honestly, I think that might be one of my goals for 2022 is to start experimenting with these non-alcoholic spirits and stuff. Because if I'm I down. could like... Make myself like a non-alcoholic, old-fashioned kind of drink, yeah. And actually, like make that for myself when I'm watching TV at night and feel like I'm having a drink, but then not be consuming alcohol. Hey, that would be great. So maybe That's we should good... order some and split split it between us. I'm down. I'll do it for sure. For my more of and less of stuff, I said more cooking from my cookbooks, less frozen pizza. Good one. (laughs) Good one. Good one. I honestly have not been eating out much at all. Like, it almost doesn't even appeal to me these days, partially because of the drinking aspect and also because it just seems like so much money to spend on a meal. It absolutely is. Whoa. Yeah. Um... (laughs) So, honestly, I'm, like, mm, not super motivated by this because I think it's, like, it's not so much that I want to eat less frozen pizza, although I know I should, but I do want to cook more for my cookbooks. And so if I have less frozen pizza, I might cook for my cookbooks more. Just, like, don't have that frozen pizza in your freezer. Well... I don't though. I just, I just keep buying it. But oh boy. I, my problem is like living alone, a frozen pizza can last me two to three meals. Right. So if I buy one, it ends up being my dinner for half the week. <laughs> Not a bad situation. Well, I know there's better options, but yes. Yeah. Um, similar to that, more baking for fun because I feel like in 2021, I mainly only baked like for occasions mm-hmm. instead of just like, Oh, I want to make this recipe. I'm going to make it and then like share it with my family and take it into work. Mm-hmm. But I just, I just haven't felt like I've had the time, but I also just haven't made time for it. So I want right. to make more time for baking for fun. Good. And I also said more love and acceptance for myself and my body, how it is and less negative self-talk. Which is I, just a constant. I, I mean, copy and paste for me too, man. Like, 
Yeah. Um, yeah, just, it's such a waste of time and, you know, we're all going to look back on ourselves from like 10 years prior and be like, why was I ever worrying about anything about my parents? Like I was young and hot. I should have been thinking I was young and hot when I was young and hot. Yeah. I should have enjoyed being young and hot when I was young and hot. Exactly. (laughs) And then also more living in the moment less worrying about the future. And I feel like what I talked about earlier with the whole dating thing applies to the, this a lot where it's like, I have this vision for what I want for myself and it can be so easy to worry about whether or not I'll get there instead of just enjoying my life as it is now mm-hmm. and living it. But as we all know, it's so easy to, worry about whether or not we're going to get the things that we want. So. Well, these are all great. Okay. We're going to get a little witchy though for the next section. (laughs) So I'm so glad we did this. I thought it might be fun for us. So Sarah and I both mentioned that we had our charts read by um, our astrology charts read by Heidi Rose Robbins. And she sends these wonderful, like recorded, mp4 file like just sharing what she's looking at and you can sort of give Mm -hmm. her some clues about like what you want specifically to be the focus of your reading but um i basically went in there saying like here's my situation like here are my interests and you know tell me what's up and and so this is like a progressed reading for the next like couple years before we get into our specifics why don't we let people know what our sun moon and rising signs are for anyone who like knows what we're talking about okay you first go ahead okay so um well quick brief overview for people like my mom your (laughs) sun sign is like um your true self i guess and then your rising sign is more like the self you're growing into, or a lot of people say it's more how people tend to actually perceive you is yes. more like your rising sign. And then your moon sign is kind of like where you came from. And it's like that like childhood foundational aspect of who you are, which yes. I feel like mine are very, very accurate for me. So mine, mine too. Yeah. <laughs> My sun sign is Gemini, my rising sign is Aries, and my moon sign is Capricorn. Okay, so Sarah and I are very compatible because (laughs) I am a sun sign Aries, a moon sign Aries, and a rising sign Capricorn. So okay. I couldn't remember. I thought you were an Aries rising, but you're a sun and moon Aries. Sun and moon Aries and a rising Capricorn. And Geminis and Aries are chaotic energy that like (laughs) love to feed off of each other. Yeah. I know this because my cousin's a Gemini and like that's just how we jive. And like she's really into this stuff and she's always said, oh, Aries and Gemini. Anyway, so... Yeah. Yeah. So we're very compatible, but like Mm -hmm. that said, those are just three aspects of like the whole astrological chart. And like people who know Mm -hmm. the girls who know, know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And the girls who don't, don't. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, so this progress reading, it's so fascinating. And like, I just find it fun. And like, 
I thought it might be fun for us to just look at like 2022 and like mm-hmm. what Heidi sort of was saying looks interesting for us. So yeah, this is just a glance at what Heidi said for our next year. Yes. Um, so I'll start. Um, okay. So the next three years starting this year are about growing into my creative self um, and growing beyond my music teacher self, which is mm-hmm. interesting. Um, so increasing authority in what I want and this 2022 is supposed to be a really good year for communication and connection for me, um, as well as growing out of my old self into a new one. It's a very positive time. It's like, a. it's, she said it, it's not like my, you know, juice. Yeah. it's, it's nothing that dramatic, but it's just like a mm-hmm. metamorphosis into something that has always meant to happen. Um, so in May, Jupiter aligns with my moon. So emotional upliftment, it's positive. I'm either like going to be starting a new project or a new idea is going to be in like full throws in May. And then in September, my progressed moon goes into Gemini and I'm going to be there for two years. Um, and mm. my Venus is in Gemini too. So that's like the house of, in, in the, in the fifth house. So it's like writer, artist, like multifaceted, creative, like stuff. And mm, she said, yeah. this energy is quote, I'm ready to write up a storm. So interesting. And then, yeah. so Jupiter is in harmony with my Mars, which means that it's pedal to the metal, like let's go for it energy good for relationships, but also for making connections that can help with like the process. And then just looking ahead, early 2023, Jupiter aligns with my son, Mercury. This happens every 12 years, great expansion, new adventure, connecting, working on something new. And then, yeah, she calls this a year of personal transformation. And then she said, I'm getting a taste of this, like a taste of this energy that's going to happen in 2029. Um, where my progressed sun moves from Taurus, which is my solid foundation, steady rhythm to Gemini, which stays there for 30 years, okay. which lights up my Venus house and values of an artist, blah, blah, blah. So I'm getting a taste of that in September. So hmm. it's very interesting that this all sort of is, it's basically to me, like the major theme of 2022 is like, I'm starting something new <laughs> and like, yeah. I'm moving past the version, the professional version of myself that I've mm-hmm. followed since I was in high school into something mm-hmm. different or something that like yeah. I know I want to do into something mm-hmm. legit. Um, yeah. So it's interesting because I will save, I will leave you on a cliffhanger because one of my resolutions is about a new project, not only just our project, but one personally for myself too. So it is very mm-hmm. interesting that this is all cool. like the timing of it all. So, yeah. Yeah, because this is something you've been kind of struggling with for a couple of years now, which like yes. when you reached out to her for this transit snapshot, you asked her specifically about like teaching versus writing and like your creative struggle in this way, yeah. which is why it's so interesting that then she gives you all of this information that kind of shows. Yeah. That, like, yeah, you are kind of going through a transitional period where you might be switching to a new, different creative version of yourself. Yeah. Which is so cool. Yeah, it is very cool. And it's also very positive. I love her because she's so positive. And, like, 
She's amazing. No matter what I could have asked her, even if it looked doom and gloom, I'm sure she'd find a way to like spin a positive like outlook on it. But it's interesting because like I came in there with questions about this. Like this is something I, you know, want to know more about. And like it, she just proved to me that like anything's possible, like, Mm -hmm. which is so cool. So, so that's mine. I love it. Yeah. What is yours? What is yours? I haven't even like glanced at yours. So this is all new to me. Okay. So I, when I reached out to her for mine, I asked specifically about relationship stuff because, but I also didn't tell her that much information because I was very curious to see right. if she would allude to anything that was actually happening. But at the time I did tell her that I had like just started a new relationship. Um, and I gave her a little bit of information about myself, but I got my snapshot from her in June. Mm-hmm. So I tried to pick out some of the things she said that kind of gave more info about where I'm at. Right. So apparently my progressed son moved into Leo in February of 2021, but it stays there for 30 years. Wow. So basically this year I started like, um, a new chapter. Um, (laughs) she describes this as a big life moment. It was in cancer for my first 30 years. And Leo is known for being like bright, radiant and creative. So Hopefully those things do describe my next 30 years. Yeah, that but sounds that great. was like a big shift that just happened. And then my progressed moon, which spends two to two and a half years in every sign, moved out of Pisces May 2019. I think that's what it was. Okay. It moved out of Pisces, which started in May of 2019, and into Aries, which is my rising sign. On July 9th of this year. What was going on July? Which I found... I don't know. But, so Pisces is this, like, feeling of being adrift. It can be very solitary. can also be, like, very passionate and sensitive. Mm -hmm. And then Aries is, like, bold and initiating. And it's moving out of water and into fire. Hell yeah. Um, but I found this very interesting because Pisces is known as being the kind of like moody sign and like emotional and stuff. Yes. And May 2019 is like kind of when my depression got really bad. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> like May, like summer 2019 is kind of when I started to be like, oh, I think I'm clinically depressed. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> Yeah. And then, well, okay. So then July of this year is probably around the time that I started to be like, I think I need to be medicated. (laughs) (laughs) So that's me being bold and initiating about my mental health. (laughs) She's like, give me that. (laughs) Yeah. So I guess it's kind of like me being like, I'm just like floating in this like mental health abyss. And then I'm now, I'm, like, taking charge of Yeah, Aries is, like, the leader. Aries is, like, I want a solution. Like, Like, I'm going to fix it. Yeah. Get me that SSRI stuff, and now we're going to get stuff done. Right, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So so that's how I'm interpreting that. That's interesting. (laughs) Yeah. So then my Jupiter is in harmony with my sun. So my Jupiter is in Gemini. That started in May of this year, and it goes... To like the end of 2021, so the time we're in now, 
Um, but then in early 2022, it's going to land on my rising sign, Aries, which happens once every 12 years. Yeah. And so she describes that as outgrowing an old self into a new self. Opportunities come your way. You're diving into a new chapter. It will also spend a year in my first house, which brings a lot of confidence. Hey. So you and I like line up in that way. Yeah. Yours is early 2020. Mine is early 2023. Jupiter aligning. Okay. With yeah. My mine's early 2022. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're both like in this space of outgrowing an old self into a new self, um, new opportunities, all that stuff. Yeah. So she describes me as having a lot of initiating energy in my life, which will grow stronger as we get to 2022. And she also said, I went through a lot in 2020 and 2021. And you didn't tell her any details, right? Like you didn't tell her like, I just went through a divorce. Like, bah. Okay. Interesting. But she called it. Yeah. Um, yeah, she said, I went through a lot in preparation for this new beginning, which is absolutely true. Yeah. And I didn't write it down, but I forget what it was. Um, I keep forgetting, but it's like three planets lined up in my moon position in February of 2021. And she said it basically, it was like active for all of 2020. Basically, this like, huge life moment that only happens once in your life that like cracks you open. And, um, she, it's often associated with like domestic changes, like divorce. Wow. Yeah. Dude. So astrology is real guys. (laughs) It's real. Take this as a lesson. I'm a believer. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Both of us like kind of have a blank slate like we're transforming into something next yeah yeah it'll be interesting to see and look back on this i feel i feel like i have a lot of dates in 2022 like may september yeah early 2023 like i gotta keep keep remembering these days anyway i know (laughs) yeah it's so it's so fun to get this stuff. And I mean, it's not like you and I are making like huge life choices based on this or something, but it's such a fun exercise to look at your life in a new way. Absolutely. Which is why I love it. Absolutely. It feels like astrology therapy to me. And, um, shout out to Heidi Rose Robbins. She's the best. Yeah. Also, Um, I'm like, I'm really, really tempted to pay for a legit, session with her i i am in the coming year i am too she's just I have so many questions yeah and she's so she's able to pick up on things so clearly without too much information mm-hmm. it is interesting mm-hmm. too because i feel like astrology just like affirms things for you like you're like yeah that is a part of oh, me yeah. that i think is accurate mm-hmm. and stuff like that also there are yeah. definitely some people that i just like don't jive with and half the time when i find out their astrology i'm like that checks like that checks <laughs> or people don't like me yeah. and i'm like mm-hmm. it's because you don't like aries yeah. can't handle all this fire okay i know okay so I, like you and i it's so funny that we have this podcast together but that's our like bold Aries energy that's like entrepreneurial and stuff that you know and we also understand each other yeah like and like you and I my, just, my Venus we just is in Gemini and you are a Gemini sun <laughs> and like 
Yeah. Anyway. My Venus is in Cancer, which is... That um, makes sense. And it's in the fourth house, I think. But That was one thing she talked about because um, I did tell her I love to bake. And she was like, that makes so much sense. Yeah. Because your Venus is in Cancer in the fourth house. Yeah. Which is like, Cancer loves to... Um, like nurture and be at home and be in the kitchen. Yeah. And then the fourth house is like family and friends. And it's like, I love to like, you know, gather my people and feed them and you know, all that stuff. Um, our 2022 resolutions, drum roll. All right. Why don't you go first? Since I just talked all about my astrology stuff. Okay. Do we want to do one every other? Sure. Okay. Yeah. So, um, my first, on my list is, I don't think I've actually said any, I haven't told many people this actually. I'm going to Rome this summer. (laughs) It was (laughs) decided in like October, the earliest I've ever made a travel Mm -hmm. plan because like this year sucks. Um, Mm -hmm. so I had so much fun cooking my way through Italy in 2021. I knew like I would be doing myself a disservice if I didn't go back to Italy, given the chance with all this knowledge Mm -hmm. and like how much time I've spent reading about a place. Like, so anyway, that said, um, I'm going to be completing a bucket, like a pre-trip bucket list that I'm calling roaming Rome. And I'm going (laughs) to, I can like send the PDF of what I made and then you can check it out if you want, but like, I'm just going to do it and I'm going to document it. And part of that includes like, I want to make at least 20 recipes from Katie Parlis Tasting Rome. I have like language things I want to do. I have like a movie list. I have books I want to finish and like basically all these things I want to do before actually going to Rome. And it's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. So that's that's my first thing on my list is like doing this pre-trip bucket list and documenting it. That's awesome. Yeah. And you've been doing that for a little bit. So like you, you've got a bit of a head start. Yes, definitely. And I want to just like make sure I'm done. It's basically between now and June. This is okay. the to-do task. Yeah. yeah. So that's, Sweet. that's it. Well, my first one is to keep on living that budget life. hey <laughs> And well, especially now, like with my LASIK surgery, um, that's another monthly expense that I have because I'm going to be paying that off for two years. So there's something else I have to consider. Mm-hmm. But one thing I really want to focus on this year is I have a part of my budget that I call fun purchases. <laughs> and that's, you know, obviously anything that I don't truly need, um, you know, like clothing or makeup or books or like anything like that. And that's obviously the part of my budget that I have to keep a close eye on because if I overspend in that category, it's like, okay, Sarah, you just screwed yourself. Right. And for what? Right. You know, it's not like I was buying groceries or gas or emergency stuff. And yeah, it's like, no, I'm just being careless. Yeah. So, um, but it's fun. But it is fun and it does make me feel better sometimes. But, like, one thing I've done before is if, say, like, I'm already over budget for the month and I have things I want, then I'll be like, okay, well, I'll buy it next month. But then it'll hit, like, you know, 
day one of the next month and I'll buy five things that I was putting off. And then next thing you know, I've like blown part of my budget and it's like three days into the month. Whoops. (laughs) And then, you know, other things pop up throughout the month. And then I'm like, oh God, why did I buy all those things at the beginning? Because now all this other stuff happened and now I'm over for this month and it just keeps, you know, it's It's like a a snowball that keeps going. Yeah. Yeah. So one thing I want to focus on this year is trying to keep those like fun purchases to the second half of the month. Yeah. Like ideally I would wait into the last week of the month and really evaluate my overall budget for the month and see, do I have money to get any of this that I'm looking at? And, um, just really kind of hone in on that restraint which is like I talked about the YouTuber Hannah Louise Poston, who I love, who talks about like budgeting and stuff. And so like I'm not doing a no buy, like I'm a- allowing myself to buy things throughout the year. But I think if I can be strict within the month, be like, don't buy any fun stuff until the end and see what's left over, if anything. See what remains. You know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I want to work on that budget muscle of being even more restrained in my fun expenses. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Okay, so the whole astrology thing, I'm going to recall that 2022 is the year that I start, like, investing or, like, delving into my creative self. And Mm -hmm. so I mentioned, I also took a freelance writers course and Mm -hmm. that course was amazing. And basically my 2022 goal is like, I am actually going to like really, really begin my freelance writing business (laughs) officially. Okay. So in between, you know, all the spare time that I have. Um, <laughs> yeah, when are you going to have time for this, yeah. Laura? <laughs> I'm probably going to pumping out a blog post. But anyway. You are. So, you are. So what I'll say is this course, like, really empowered me and made me realize, like, I not only have experience, but I have... I have the skills to, like, actually write for people if I, if I want. I dabbled into, like, freelance travel writing a little bit. Um, never on, like, a freelance basis. I'm ready to, like, basically pitch myself, throw myself into the world of, like, I am freelance writing for different blogs, for different companies, for different tourism companies, for a multitude. I'm trying to sort of niche myself in the travel market because I have most experience there. But pitching myself Mm -hmm. to, you know, whether it's a booking service, a hotel, a, you know, a specific, you know, winery in a a touristic area or whatever, and just helping them write content Mm -hmm. for their websites, whether that's blog posts or copy on their branding or whatever. And I'm just trying to make that side hustle money right now and see where it goes. But I do feel like this is something that's been in the back of my mind for a long time, but I'm ready to like invest in that side of myself to be like, no, like this isn't the way I'm making my money. This is the way that I'm going to, you know, make some extra cash, but also 
really delve into like my writer self in between my personal mm-hmm. projects and stuff, but um, I'm ready to start. So yay. That's exciting. Yeah. I like, we'll see what happens. So yeah, I'm excited. Well, that's cool. I'm excited for you. Yeah. Um, so my second one is to continue my gratitude practice but I bought myself one of those one line a day journals that we talked about, I think, in our gift guide. I decided to just buy myself one because I was like, I really like this idea. It's near the end of the year. So I bought nice. myself one. So starting January 1st, I'm going to be writing my gratitude stuff in the one line a day journal. And Love it. So the way this works is that each page of the journal is for one day of the year, but it has slots for five different years. So this can be my gratitude journal for five years. And I want to try really hard to actually write something down every day. Like even if I don't write it that day, like say I'm like on a trip or something, I want to go back and write like at least one good thing that happened that day. And I'm really excited about having... This one where I can look past to, to previous years because like for that's going to be so cool. It is really cool. Cause, um, one thing I love in general is just, um, like when things in my life happen and I think back to where I was like a year before or five or 10 years before. And it's like, if you had told me then, that this is what would happen in my life. Whether that's it's a good thing or a bad thing, I would not have believed you. You know, like life is yeah. so unpredictable. Like, for example, I am getting my LASIK surgery on January 6th of 2022. January 6th of 2021 was the insurrection. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And like, <gasps> ah! so it's like, that crazy thing happened, but then a year later, I'm going to be having this crazy personal thing going on in my life right. that right. I didn't know was going to happen, you know? And so I love the idea of being able to look back and be like, oh my gosh, three years ago on this day was when I did this. And then today I did right. this. and. Right. And I also love the idea of being able to see if things repeat themselves because one thing I love about doing this gratitude practice is it really shows me the things that actually add joy to my life. And if I had to put them in categories, I would say the things that bring me joy usually have to do with like the people and relationships in my life. And food and then things like media like podcasts tv shows books i'm reading music i'm listening to you know it's not complicated stuff so just writing down these everyday things but it's like what if there's like one day a year where like every day or around that time it's like oh this is when i like to ride my bike to this place Or this is when my family and I make Christmas cookies every year, you know, like stuff like that. And I just think it's going to be so fun to have this journal 
that has five years in it. And hopefully I actually fill up the whole thing in five years. So now I have it full. Cause I, would I think so that's cool. going to be such a cool thing. Plus like imagine finishing it and being able to like pass it on. Yeah. Cause like, um, like how fun is that? We have a journal that belonged to my dad's mom from like 1946 and it's not completely full, but each, each day she wrote in it, she only wrote a couple lines, you know, it's kind of like her version of a one line a day thing, but it's so neat to see what she wrote. Yeah. She's like, today I bought a coat, you know, <laughs> I went to work and I bought a coat. Yes. (laughs) But she also like was going on dates with my grandfather and, and it was just, it's just really neat to see what her life was like. So, you know, it's like, who knows five years from now when I'm filling it out, what my life will be. I have no idea. In in a time of like such change, like there's the possibilities are so open. Like it'll be really cool to see all that unfold, you know? Yeah. So I guess in a way it kind of feels like a way to embrace this uncertainty of my life and document it. Yeah. To be like, here's where I am now. Let's see where this thing takes me. Yeah. That's a cool way of looking at it. That's, it's going to be something you're going to be happy that you did for sure. Yeah, definitely. Plus it's something so small. It's like part of a daily practice. It takes what, a couple minutes and like, yeah, I do it every night before bed. It's part of my bedtime routine. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. So as you may remember, I have been getting into this thing called walking in 2021. (laughs) This like new fad. May not have heard of it. It's the workout nobody knows about. It's called walking. Okay. So I am going, so I have a walker as Luke calls it. Um, it's so I have a standing like I have a little like desk razor that I you know I do my work on and like I just get into like this flow state on there but what I want to start doing is I want to start documenting how many steps I'm taking a day mm-hmm. and then my goal for 2022 is I want to walk quote unquote Italy north to south uh-huh. so there's this app called world walking that you can like track your steps so if you had, if I had a Fitbit, I could have like hooked it up and it would track it for me, mm-hmm. but I'm going to do it manually. It's totally fine. Okay. Um, I like the satisfaction of just like adding up all the numbers myself, but <laughs> anyway, so I'm going to document how many steps I walk a day and I did the math. So it is 1,691,000. Oh my God. That's insane. 91,922 steps. So Doing the math, if I walked Monday through Friday, I'd have to do about 7,000 steps, which isn't that bad. That's not bad at all. Piece of cake, right? Plus, like, I'm definitely doing a lot of that, like, just, like, living my life. Yeah. So now it's going to be a habit that I have to check my steps and carry my phone with me. Or I guess I have to get a Fitbit. I don't know. I was just going to say, Laura, get yourself a Fitbit. I know. Just do it. They're not uh, that expensive. I I love mine, and I have now had mine, the same one, going on for almost four years. In April, I'll have had this you, Fitbit for four years. Is it years. accurate with the steps? I mean, it's as accurate as any other step counter could be, but it's more accurate than your phone. And if it's I, more accurate than your if phone. If I walk on a like treadmill, it's not going to just like count it as zero? 
No, no. Okay, no. okay, okay. If anything, it's more likely to overcount your steps. Like, if I'm folding laundry, it thinks, it'll count that as steps. Gotcha. Yeah. But if you're literally walking on a treadmill, it will absolutely clock All it. right, well, maybe I should get a Fitbit for this journey. I think you should treat yourself. I think you should treat yourself. Okay. I give you permission. Okay, okay, okay. I'll go on Amazon. Well, maybe I'll see if I get, like, an Amazon gift card or something, and then I'll treat myself. Oh yeah. There you go. Um, so yeah, I'm going to walk Italy from North to South. I'm going to use this app and I'm going to document it. And then like, I think it'll just be fun because I'm, I've learned so much about Italy, but like on this app, you can actually see like, where am I? And it'll show you like the Google, um, like, you know, I've heard of this app before. Yeah. And like, there's obviously like big cities that you're supposed to like reach like these milestones. Like you go from like, you know, Venice and then you walk a long way and then all of a sudden you're in like Florence and then, you know, and I think that's mm-hmm. so cool. That's really cool. So, you know, as an Italophile, this like makes sense for me, you know, mm-hmm. it'll get me on a treadmill more. Yeah. And it's not super yeah. unmanageable. Like, it's not like it's like, I'm not training to do no. like a marathon this year. I'm asking myself to do 7,000 steps Monday through Friday. Like, it's not that hard. Yeah. So you probably already walk 7,000 steps need. every day. I'm just going to like document yeah. it. So yeah, maybe I'll go south to north and double up. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I don't That's fine. All right. What's your next resolution? My next one is to continue taking care of myself. Um, good one. Good one. This year's resolutions are very similar to last year's. Um, but I, I want to especially focus on how taking care of myself relates to my single slash dating life. Um, like for example, right now being single again, I'm taking time to just be by myself again and really like, Whenever I go through, like, a breakup like this, because, I mean, before this relationship I had, like, I I dated some people more casually and stuff, um, and I had one kind of, like, situationship of sorts that ended last January, and then so, like, I took a couple months to just not even think about dating, not be on the apps, just take time for me, and it's really nice to have time where I'm, like, I don't have to worry about anyone but me Yep. and I'm working out. I'm eating whatever I want. Like I'm not making time for this other person in my life. Not that that's like a bad thing, but right, right. when you're suddenly single, that can be viewed as a positive to have more time for yourself. For sure. So I'm in, in that place right now. And then once I feel ready to like dive in again, I'm just going to have to be very conscious of how it's affecting my anxiety, my mental health, uh, maybe go on the apps, maybe go on a date or two, then take a breather again. Like, you know, I just, I don't want to go in so hard and then get like burnt out and get to a place where like, this is not good for me. Right. That kind of thing. And also just, you know, making sure that I'm spending time with friends or doing things around the house that like I've been wanting to do for a really long time and just, you know, doing things like that for me. And then when yeah. I'm ready to date again for me, then I need to just do it carefully because it can be very draining. Right. So it's a good one. Um, yeah. So, and obviously still going to therapy, still taking medication, <laughs> hopefully. 
<laughs> Hopefully it continues to work for me as well as it has been. Yeah. All those things. Um, you know, nurturing the relationships I already have in my life with friends and family, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Those are good. So, yeah. Continuing taking care. So what's care. your, what's your last one? <laughs> my last one is to finish my master's program. Like, uh, <laughs> you guys, like, uh, what do I even say about this master's program? First off, um, as a back note, like to be a teacher, you have to get 24 credits, graduate credits to keep your certification. They don't tell you that when you're an undergraduate, by the way. Um, they're like, yeah, like, congratulations. You're highly qualified to run a school, like a classroom. You know what I'm saying? Oh, by the way, in order to keep doing this, you have to get 24 grad credits within a certain amount of time. Your school district may or may not cover this, so good luck. Um, so anyway, I'm, I've been in this master's program for far too long. I need to freaking finish it. Like, I just, I have to mm-hmm. finish it. Not only is it going to pay me better at school, it's like, mm-hmm. it's like, it's a, it's a pay increase for me. It's something I can just like mark as done and like never have to worry about ever again in my life. I'm not like, mm. I'm not resenting it or like hating it. Cause I've, my thesis is something that I find relatively like decent, but God, I just like, I have to get it done. It's just like, yeah, it's been something that's like, Oh yeah, eventually I'll get that done. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll get it done. Yeah. I gotta get it done. So do you have more classes to take that you haven't taken yet? No, my last, so I just finished, I literally just finished my last class, my like research okay. study, like how to do basically like a thesis research class. Okay. Um, and then uh-huh. my spring semester is like, it's called master's project. So I'm, mm-hmm. I think I have a couple check-ins where I check in with my professor who's like going to be reviewing it. But other than that, I'm writing a thesis and I have like things to do and studies to make and reports to study and papers to write. And it's just going to be swell. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So does that mean you should be done like by the summer? I should be done by May. Okay. So cool. Yeah. It's basically a spring. So it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. I just have to get it done. Like there's no way around it. (laughs) I just have to get done. So you have, like, a lot of stuff you're trying to get done by, like, June. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and then I'm just, like, peacing out. And I'm like, bye. Yeah, (laughs) then you're going to Italy. You're like, bye. See you in a month. Bye. 2022 is done. Yeah. I did all my things. Goodbye. Like, I'm top-loading a lot of this stuff in the spring. (laughs) Like, yeah, it's winter slash spring. But, like, it's okay. It's going to be, like, nose to the grindstone, but... It'll be, it'll, it'll be worth it. So yeah, that's my last like task is finishing my master's. Nice. Um, well, my final thing is to finish my life master's, which is to get my divorce crap and name change finalized. Hey, (laughs) that's probably way more tedious and annoying than actually doing your master's. So there you go. Uh, but yeah, actually like just in general is to like tackle my life to do list. Um, but one of the big things is, I mean, the divorce pretty much is like the divorce is finalized. Um, the mortgage situation is almost finalized. I'm really just in this place now of making sure all of my accounts are switched to my new old name. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
Um, so it's just a lot of little things. Honestly, I've gotten a lot done already. It's going pretty well. So, but it's like, I want to reach a point in this year of 2022 where I'm like officially a divorcee who owns her home by herself, who has her maiden name back. And I'm just Sarah Lenton living my life as a person. Period. (laughs) Period. Period. Um, and also just like, I, I just always have a running to-do list. That's just how my life works, much like you. It's that and Capricorn I, energy. I it's it's strong within yeah. me. Yeah, it is so strong. Yeah. <laughs> and um, but like one of the things that I'm feeling with this time of being single and not actively dating is I kind of get it in my head where I'm like, I'm not gonna date until I get all this stuff done. Hey, like (laughs) you kind of like need those things that you're like, not going to happen until X, Y, Z is crossed off. Yeah. It's like, I've got a gallery wall that I need to hang by my sofa. I've got my name to change. I've got paperwork to shred. Like things need to get done around here. And I don't have time for all that if I'm dating. So if I want to date in like the spring or the summer or whatever, guess what? This winter, I need to get all this stupid stuff done because I'm tired of it being on my to-do list. Yeah. I want it out and of my life. It ain't going to happen when you're busy with somebody else. So yeah, it's like, I already barely have time to date. So it's like, I, I need to do all these other things if I want to be able yeah. to focus on that. So yeah, you know, that's where my head's at right now. <laughs> they, these are good. These are, I mean, these are pretty hefty uh, resolutions. You're yeah. budgeting. You're doing your gratitude practice. You're taking care of yourself. You're getting this whole like life to do list done. Mm-hmm. I got a, I got a list to do for my trip. I got a business to yep. start. I'm going to be walking. Yep. <laughs> Just getting like, those steps in. Masters. Yeah. Yeah. I love how um, yours is all like really like aspirational and mine's like, do my best to live my life. <laughs> like, I would like to just survive yeah. being an adult in the year of 2022. And Laura's like, I'm going to Rome and I'm walking and I'm doing my master's and I'm going to freelance. And I'm like, I'm changing my name. I'm, I'm getting a list <laughs> done, honey. Yeah. I'm writing down three things I'm grateful for every day and I'm doing some paperwork. What so, of it? Thank you. I'm doing great. I'm I doing am. great. <laughs> Actually, we do have something that we are shared going to be doing in 2021 resolution slash goal. We do. Which is this project we've been like alluding yes. to for those of you who've been following, um, which our goal is to get this like started this year, right? Like, yes, I think, yeah, definitely the goal is to have it launched at some point in 2022. Yes. Yes. So don't know when it could be like fall. It could be, could be summer, summer. Yeah. Um, we'll see where life takes us, but, um, are we going to just like talk about it? I guess. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, (laughs) So as listeners may know, Sarah and I are both foodies, obviously. (laughs) Obviously. Um, And 
one thing that Sarah and I have found ourselves talking a lot about when we're together and like for years has been Taylor Swift. Yes. <laughs> um, and her dis- discography, her cultural impact, her mythology, her mythology, her messiness. Yes. Oh, all of that. So, so we are going to be launching a new podcast mm-hmm. called Blank Plate, which is a play on blank space. And it is a Taylor Swift podcast for foodies. So combining the worlds of Taylor Swift's musicology mm-hmm. and food slash drink into one podcast. Taylor Swift is a foodie herself. Yes. Which is fun. Mm -hmm. And she does mention a lot of foods slash there are a lot of food references in her music. Mm -hmm. But even, even beyond that, like we're going to be relating a lot of her music to cocktails and Mm -hmm. food and, you know, talking about music videos and it's going to be so much fun. So We're both very excited. Even if you're not the biggest, yeah. And even if you're not the biggest Taylor Swift fan, like if you like our banter, you haven't even heard (laughs) us like on Taylor Swift nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we understand that not everyone who listens to this show will necessarily follow us over to that one, although we hope that you do. Um, because if you enjoy just listening to us talk, then hopefully, you will find something to enjoy about this new Taylor Swift content. Um, but the sad thing about this is that we have decided in order to make space for this new project in our lives that is taking up more of our creative juices and energy at the moment that this show passports and pizza will be coming to an end. Which is really sad. <laughs> yeah, so this unfortunately but, is our final season, at least in this form. like Setting, yeah. Yeah, this show might come back in some way or another, but yes. as for now, in the foreseeable future, we plan to be focusing on this new podcast instead. Yeah, and we hope that you, like Sarah said, we hope that you join us over there. And we understand if it's not your bag, totally understand. Mm-hmm. Um, we hope to come back to this if everything goes according to plan. Mm-hmm. Um, but in order to really like set boundaries with our own lives and our own interests and not feel completely overwhelmed or burnt out by this Mm -hmm. new project, we have to sort of pump the brakes on something else. And that's going to be this podcast for a period of time. And I would say that I think we both would keep doing this show if we could. Yeah. Like if we were full-time podcasters or something, we probably would do both. But there is a lot of work behind the scenes to produce one of these shows, which is also why we went down to one a month for this season. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> so it, it's just, we truly do not have time. And rather than only put half of ourselves into each show, we would like to put all of ourselves into this new project and see where it can take us. Right. Or like just completely burning ourselves out and feeling like it's a burden Mm -hmm. and not something that we would look forward to. This is the solution that we have come to the conclusion of. Um, That all that said, like we're super excited about blank plate Mm -hmm. and we will continue the rest of this season as is. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the June episode, that will probably be our last for a period of time. Um, and of course we will be keeping you guys in the loop throughout the whole process of how things are going and how you can find the new project and whatnot. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. We are excited, but that is another like huge project we're both working on. Uh, yeah. (laughs) Behind the scenes. So, um, yeah, it's super exciting. And of course, like, yeah, you know, I'd like to say thanks so much to all of you for listening to this show for as long as you have been. And we still have a couple more episodes coming out this season. So please stick around. Um, yes, but I, I hope that, you know, us leaving this show behind does not make you guys feel underappreciated because that's not it at all. And certainly not the case. We love all of you very much. Yeah. And this has been our way to like, honestly stay in touch with so many of you and Mm -hmm. you know share a lot of like what's going on in our lives that you know especially during the pandemic we haven't really been able to see a lot of our friends in person so it's sort of been like this weird outlet for us to stay in touch Mm -hmm. um and feel closer to our listeners and stuff so yeah like sarah said it's it's by no means like us wanting to like oh we just need to start a new chapter it's actually really hard to like Mm -hmm come to this conclusion and we hope that you understand that it's definitely not like, you know, your, your love does not go unnoticed by any means. So yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Okay. Well, shall we move on to listener question? Yeah. So this one's a light one. This is from at Ging Poe who on Instagram asked, do you still prefer to eat sweets rather than eat savory food? And this was directed towards you, Sarah, but I will answer it too. So do you still okay, like sweets? Yeah, this is like, absolutely. Um, this question is from my former coworker from <laughs> 10 years ago. Wow. Which is crazy to think about. So shout out to Paul for sending in this um, question a while ago. <laughs> Um, yeah, I definitely still prefer to eat sweets. Uh, but I do think that my sweet tooth has diminished slightly as I've aged. Um, like the thought of eating only sweet stuff for breakfast, like I can't do that anymore. Um, so yeah, I mean, if I had to pick one thing to eat for the rest of my life, like it would probably be like chocolate chip cookies or something. (laughs) (laughs) And I definitely have a bigger sweet tooth than I think the average person. So you're still cake over steak. Definitely (laughs) still cake over steak. Okay. What about you, Laura? Uh, no, I almost would always choose savory over sweet. Um, that's what I thought. Yeah. I like 
acidic stuff. Like out of all the flavors possible, like salty, sweet, acidic, bitter. I love some acidity, mm-hmm. baby. Give me a lemon. Hmm. Give me some capers. Mm. Give me an anchovy. Oh. Like salty, like <laughs> acidic. Like Yeah, those bright, yeah. bright flavors. Yeah, that's my that's yeah. my jam. Yeah, I generally don't like sweets more than savory food, but that's just me. Speaking of sweets, I have a recommendation <gasps> that is a sweet. I hope this is what I think it is. Um, I'm pulling it up so I can talk about it more. I'm so excited. I think I know what it is. So we have, we've discussed Milk Bar many times on this show. So imagine my surprise and delight when I was walking through my local grocery store and I look over and there in the freezer, like end cap is Milk Bar ice cream. Oh. Okay, what flavor? I've only tried one of the flavors. I think they have four flavors. Okay. Um, but the one I tried is the one you have to get. Okay. okay. Um, is their milk bar pie flavor. <gasps> My favorite. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to read their little description online for it. It says, our signature gooey milk bar pie has a sticky, buttery, salty, sweet filling in a hearty, Oat cookie crust. This is the pie that put Milk Bar on the map. Wait, hold on a second. I'm reading the description for the actual pie. (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) Okay, but okay, so their signature pie, one of my favorite things ever. The pie ice cream. Okay. (laughs) Says we swirled our signature gooey, buttery Milk Bar pie filling and crushed toasted oat crust into an ultra creamy, Custard-style deep vanilla ice cream base. You'll want multiple pints of pie. Trust us. Okay. I would agree. I ate this so fast. Um, It reminds me of the gooey butter cake flavor of Jenny's, which is my favorite Jenny's flavor. So good. Because it's got the, like, a similar, like, gooey, almost, like, butterscotchy, caramely swirl going through it. But then um, it has these, like, salty, sweet oat butter crust things in it but then like the ice cream base itself is so buttery like and it's such a i think it's more salty sweet than gooey butter cake from jenny's okay this is like it's so good do you know it's so good i need to try all the flavors yeah i'm on like giant right now this is our local grocery store um they also Mm -hmm. have like the cereal milk ice cream Mm-hmm. Which I love. Yeah, what are the other flavors? Okay, so they have this cereal milk. They have uh-huh. the gooey butter... Or sorry, not the... Uh, milk bar... Uh, yeah, my gosh. The cornflake chocolate chip marshmallow. Ice cream pie. That's all my store has right now. They must have sold out of birthday cake. Birthday cake. Here's a... Oh, they don't okay. have the gooey... Oh, dang it. They don't have the milk bar pie. Dang oh it. no! That's upsetting. And also, so I'm on their website right now. They look like they're pretty like sold out of stuff because I think you can you can order the um, ice cream on their website. Yeah. Um, but they have a couple, uh, like uh, kits you can buy. Like one is called DIY Ice Cream Sammy Party, Ooh. and it comes with a pint of each of the four flavors plus a dozen of their assorted cookie tin 
And a thing of sprinkles. I'm telling you, if you don't know what to get somebody for Christmas, we did this as our gift guide last year. The Milk Bar, like, website is just prime. Yeah. Just go there. It's great. Just go there. Okay, my... Okay. I've never been to the actual Milk Bar, though. Oh, it's so cute. We need to... Yeah. You and I need to take a trip to New York. Yes, we do. We need to do a pizza neighborhood. That yeah. would be fun. Okay, my recommendation <clears throat> is... Looks like nothing, but this <laughs> is called the Best Self Planner. Okay. Ooh. And perfect for today's episode. Yes. So I always get myself like a paper planner every year. And this one's a little bigger than anything I've used before, but it, I like the way it's organized because it has papers for projects. So like they have project plans where you can like write the resources you have for the project, the milestones you want to hit, and then also like task actions, time estimates for each task, priority in which it needs to get done and like put due dates on. But then it also has Mm -hmm. like monthly reflections where it's like asking you, you know, where did you make the most progress on? What do you wish you had done differently? Three things you could do to set yourself up for success. But they also have like habit trackers on the bottom. So you can like write, I'm going to have uh, 10K steps. And then you can like check off on a list. Who doesn't love that? Okay. And. Yeah. Hold on. Let me. They also have like every three months they have quarterly like self check-ins where you do this pie chart. Ooh. Who doesn't love that? Pie chart. Okay. So it's like, oh. and the areas are like mindfulness, growth, finance, health, work and career, and then like relationships. And then you can do like a six month bucket list where you can like say what mm. you want to do in six months. It's amazing. That's cool. I love it. It's very, um, customizable too. And like, for me, like who doesn't love like a reason <laughs> that you can buy like colored pens? You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> Yeah, this is perfect for you since you're such like an actual like journal pen and paper kind of gal. So this has been really fun. So like I started in December, which doesn't really make sense because, you know, 2022 is in January, but it has been holding me accountable. Like here's my little things I do. 12K steps, pills and probiotics, 100 ounces of water, one hour of writing, and then three fruits and veggies a day. Boom. Do you see this? Ta-da! Oh wow! Look at you! And, Dang. and it's just the satisfaction of crossing it off. <laughs> like, and yeah. now I'm at this point. It's like I'm not messing up this run. Like, right? Yeah. If I you gotta close that. Street. Yeah, I can't. If I have one missing day, that's gonna look bad. So anyway, wait. So does this have um like blank? a month thing so you like fill it out for the month yeah so like you write like the dates on everything and then it has like so yeah so it's not like year specific no you could get this whenever like you could get this in february and start and you could like skip a month or something and then jump back in right who cares yeah the best self planner i'm loving it so far so i would recommend it to everybody else if you need a planner for the new year check it out cool 
Wait, where did you say you, you got it? Um, I got it online. I got it from their website. It's like bestself.com, I think. Okay. Well, we can link to it in the show notes, but um, they okay. don't really sell it but anywhere. It's, it's not like a Target purchase or whatever. No, I think I got like an ad on Instagram, maybe. They must have known mm-hmm. I was looking for a planner and like this like clicked to me. So boom, yeah. done. Cool. Okay. Love those targeted ads. Yeah, they know how to get you. Everybody, thanks for All listening. Right. This was a long episode. It was. We had a lot to cover. And also, um, please let us know what your New Year's resolutions are. Yes. We want to hear. And if we um, hear from some of you guys, then we'll share in the next episode. Shout them out. Or maybe maybe you don't do resolutions. Maybe you do something else. So tell us what you do. Yeah, like a word of the year or whatever. Like whatever it is you're doing, please let us know. Tell us your goals. Yeah. And so thanks so much for listening. Yeah. And thank you so much. Like we said, this was like our, our announcement today was not easy because of you guys. So thank you Mm -hmm. always for listening, for supporting us and we're not leaving yet. So don't go anywhere. Um, make sure you subscribe and leave a review, tell a friend. Um, and then we always love to hear from you. So you can reach out to us on Instagram. Yeah at Passport Pizza Pod. Um, you can email us at hello at passportsandpizza.com and you can text or leave us a voicemail at 717-964-0215. And then you can find the show notes with everything we talked about today at passportsandpizza.com and you can follow us individually on Instagram. I am at Sarah underscore Cornelius underscore and Laura is at Roman Golightly and that's R-O-A-M. And thank you to Will Gingrich for our theme music. Thank you so much. New Year. All right. Well, Happy New Year to all of you. Yes. Hope that 2022 brings us all blessings and joy. Peace and blessings. Peace and blessings. Love um, and light. Warmest regards. Warmest regards. Hopefully less COVID and less variants. Yeah. 2022? Please? Please? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All, All right. right. Bye. bye. Yum. Do you want to go to the bathroom? Right. I need to pause okay, and blow no my nose. Go ahead. I just need to blow my nose after crying. <laughs>